Thank God for the NFL. Am I right or am I right, Matt? You're absolutely right. I'm just so happy. Yes, I just, it's just, yeah, I understand what's going on. I think everybody's frustrated. Everybody's panicked. We're going to get through this. I mean, I know Wuhan actually is kind of reopening for business now, uh, late last week and into this week. So that's good since that was the uh, source of the uh, coronavirus, it seems. Uh, and now the NFL, while the rest of the major sports are shut down, the NFL is, uh, free agency is uh, starting and the franchise tagging thing is going on and uh, God bless America, God bless the NFL, baby. Absolutely. Absolutely, absolutely. Hey, welcome to Reckless Speculation. It's your uh, twice a week journey into the NFL and actually we're going to be doing some instant reaction podcasts this week because we're hoping that little Tommy Brady's out there and he signs with a new team. We may see Cam Newton traded. We may see Jameis Winston on a new team. We may see, well, we're going to see Phillip Rivers on a new team. So a lot of cool stuff going on there. I am TC, your good friend, your pal, your compadre. Joining me today is uh, Matt Johnson, one of the uh, sports editors uh, and uh, NFL editors at uh, sportsnot.com that brings you the uh, NFL Reckless Speculation podcast. Matt, remind me again, what's your Twitter handle? At MattJ underscore sports. That's right. The underscore, the infamous underscore. All right, let's jump right into it. I'm I'm kind of surprised uh, Devonta Freeman was cut by the uh, Falcons today. I mean, he's had a pretty good career so far, but I also understand that running backs are a bit of a dime a dozen. Are you surprised that uh, the Falcons cut him? You know, I'm not. And I think part of the reason is they were in a situation where they're so desperate for cap space. I mean, you know, so many teams, they have 30, 40, 50 plus million cap space. Atlanta, Atlanta entered Monday with $1 million in cap space. So they needed to cut Devontae Freeman. They needed to cut cornerback Desmond Trufant, two big names who have been in that locker room, loved by fans for years. But they had to move on from them because they need to have a little bit of money to sign draft picks. So now they have that. You know, they moved on from them, cut about $7 million. So they'll have a little bit more wiggle room, you know, add a little bit of pieces in free agency. But, yeah, just – it's a hard day in Atlanta, but it's a moves that had to be made. And these guys will, I mean, look, you look at the talent, you look at the veteran leadership they bring, they're known guys. They will attract plenty of interest in free agency. Where do you think Atlanta's going? Obviously, they made it to the Super Bowl that one year and, well, famously lost at this point. They haven't been back. Um, the outlook isn't great. I mean, uh, uh, what is what's uh, Julio Jones and Matty Ryan – they're getting older, but with uh, with age comes experience. I mean, sometimes with quarterbacks, it's like uh, it is, you know, your ass does become a fine wine as you get older. Um, but eventually, it, it eventually goes sour at some point. But uh, what's the outlook in Atlanta? Can they be competitive this year, assuming there's a season? And God help us if there isn't. But uh, can they be competitive this year? Yeah, I don't want to think about that disaster scenario. But uh, no, I think I think we're talking about probably best case scenario. You know, Jeff Fisher would hate this because we're talking about eight and eight. We're talking about seven and nine. It's just 
there's not nearly enough talent on defense here. I'm the offense. You know, Julio Jones is getting older. He's still an elite receiver, but he's gonna. We're gonna start seeing some decline with age. We don't know what they have in the running game. Matty Ice, he's good, but he's not the MVP quarterback he used to be that one year. And you know, with so little cap space, it's not like they can add talent. They brought Dan Quinn back, so it's. It feels like this is a year where before they transition into a rebuild before Dan Quinn gets fired before, you know, they really start shuffling pieces around and we start seeing a lot of things changing Atlanta. You mentioned Jeff Fisher. Is he involved in Atlanta? Oh, he's not, but he had that iconic quote (laughs) on uh, hard knocks that no one will ever forget. And now I have to bring it up every time we talk about seven, nine, eight and eight. Oh, okay. Yeah. Very nice. I see. I see. I, I get your point there. Yeah. I was, I was freaking out. I'm thinking, Oh no, I kind of like the Falcons and is Jeff Fisher there? God help us. That's horrible. I, I just, I'm not a big fan of Jeff Fisher at all. Uh, wasn't he, he was in, he was in Tennessee and then he was in with the Rams, right? Yep. I'm thinking of the right he, guy. Okay, yeah, yeah. Long time with the Rams and that didn't go especially great. No, no, not at all. Business with personality. That's the idea that launched London's business newspaper, City AM, 15 years ago. And it's the same idea that inspired our new daily podcast, The City View, where you'll find me, City AM editor Christian May, interviewing the most well-known, influential and colourful figures from business, politics and finance. The City View from City AM, with a new episode every morning. It's the perfect start to your working day. And let's go, Raider Nation. It's me, Evan Grote, host of Just Pod Baby. Join me as I bring you the latest news on your Las Vegas Raiders. On Just Pod Baby, I will give you my thoughts on all things silver and black. And of course, you can expect to receive the best information from top-notch guests. Be sure to listen to Just Pod Baby, a Las Vegas Raiders podcast, part of the Silver and Black Today Media Group. Hey, if you're digging on the show, make sure you subscribe on iTunes, which is the uh, choice of love for most people, uh, on your iWatch or your iPhone or your iPad or your iToilet paper, which we all could use some of right now, right? Because, yeah, we're out of stock, baby. Yes, it reminds me of the Hollow Note song out of touch but in this case we're uh, out of stock uh, and then also of course you can follow us on uh, Google Podcasts and Spotify which is a great platform in my humble opinion Spotify and uh, Apple Podcasts are where it's at for me but of course if you have a Samsung device then by all means engage engage in your predicates love of novelists of Google Podcasts yes yes indeed Yes, indeed. And if you, if you want to leave us a review, a five-star review, we'll actually read, we're going to start reading some of those on the big show. So very nice. That's a great idea. So we'll give you some love. And I love to give people love. My philosophy, Matt, is I love everybody, but I don't like most people. Does you know, make- I like that philosophy a lot. And some some love could be used, although let's make sure it's, Spatial loves. You're not getting too close to people either. <laughs> exactly. Six feet of love, baby. You know, yes. the only guy that can accomplish that these days, Ron Jeremy. So that's the... Uh... 
There you go. All right. Uh, okay. Another big story that broke uh, today is uh, the Cowboys are bringing back Dak Prescott for thirty-one million. Not a surprise. I know there were some rumors that the franchise tag was going to go away with the new collective bargaining agreement that the players agreed to over the weekend. Uh, what happened with that? Is is that still going to exist in the future? Yeah. So it's going to exist in the future. And the one thing that hurt the Cowboys with the new CBA was that they were going to have the opportunity to use both the franchise tag, which they used on Dak Prescott, and the transition tag, which they could have used also if at the expiring of this old CBA, which would have let them tag Amari Cooper and be able to match an offer. But now because of the new collective bargaining agreement, that is gone. So they only had the franchise tag to use. Obviously, they had to use it on Dak Prescott. You can't let a young, talented quarterback hit free agency. The money he's going to get would be ridiculous. Right. So, use it on him. He'll get $31 million. And now, Amari Cooper, who has said he wants to be a Dallas Cowboy for life, which is words that NFL players are still apparently saying in 2020, <laughs> that uh, he wants to be, yeah, stay with them, and they want to bring him back. So, while he will hit free agency, and, you know, the Dallas Cowboy is – will do everything they can to bring him back. He's also going to get interest from the Denver Broncos and the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay, so those are the two teams that are out there that are talking. That would be great if Amari Cooper ended up on the... I mean, I know, granted, he hasn't been a Cowboy that long, but still, anytime you see a Cowboy go to play for the Redskins or play for the Eagles or play for the Giants, that's always just magic, you know, when it comes to television. And, of course, assuming we have football in the fall... You know, they're gonna, there's going to be like 18,000 NFC East games on Sunday night football. Yeah. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah, that's not. Uh, okay, so next up on the list is I, I want to mention that the Bengals uh, franchise tagged A.J. Green. Now, Andy Dalton on the way out, Joe Burrow on the way in, the NFL draft going on as scheduled. It's not going to be in Vegas this year. It's going to be, what, a telecommute? Or, well, yep, so teleconference. Just, no fans invited, and just you know, they're going to be. It's going to be a nice little conference call. So they'll probably reschedule the draft again, assuming it hasn't been booked out for next year. Will they reschedule the draft for Vegas in twenty twenty one, or has it been scheduled already for another city? I think it, the twenty twenty has been scheduled, so it'll probably be in another future year in the, where they do it. Okay, okay. So they'll probably try to bring the Super Bowl and the draft. To, to Vegas at the same time. That would be my instinct because they're like, yeah. we need to do this make good. Yeah, not off to a good start in Vegas for uh, the Raiders. And, uh, no. Yeah. So what do, what do you think of uh, A.J. Green being franchise tagged? Is it is it is it good money that the Bengals are spending there by doing that? Yeah, you know, and my thing is, anytime you can use a franchise tag for a talented player, it's a one-year deal. There's very little long-term risk with that. You know, if it doesn't work out, that's just a one-year thing. But listen, A.J. Green, while he missed the 2019 season with the ankle surgery, he's still such an excellent receiver. We're talking about a guy who, in six of his first seven seasons, he had at least 1,000 receiving yards. Very few receivers in NFL history have done that. It's an incredible accomplishment. And, of course, we're also talking about a team. They're going to draft themselves some Joey Burrow. And Burrow told them, reportedly, listen, you have to bring the A.J. Green back. Sure enough, that's what they did. Franchise tag, make sure that's going to happen. Now, there was reporting that A.J. Green isn't exactly happy about this. In fact, he might be willing to sit out training camp. You know, he wants a long-term deal 
Will Cincinnati be willing to do that for him? We'll see. But at the very least, Cincinnati made sure A.J. Green is staying with them in 2020. And honestly, I got to say, A.J. Green, Tyler Boyd, if they're able to bring back Tyler Eifert plus Joe Mixon, with Joe Burrow at quarterback, that's going to be a much more exciting offense than what we saw this past season. Yeah, I agree. Uh, staying in the uh, AFC Central, uh, my uh, Super Bowl team for the coming year, along with the Dallas Cowboys. Boy, am I going to eat some crow there because I'm going all in. Cowboys, Steelers, Super Bowl. What is it? Are we up to 55 next year? Is that right? Or 54? Yeah. Okay, 55. 55. There you go. So uh, the Steelers uh, franchise tag outside linebacker Bud Dupree. Uh, what, what's your opinion of that? Is 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 he is he that good of a player? You know, I think it's a situation where, one, if he hit the open market, he would have been overpaid because, listen, edge rushers, besides the quarterback, that's the most important position on the field. They get paid like no one else. So if he, he was able to hit free agency, he was probably going to get mo- even more than that. So Pittsburgh, it was an easy decision to place a franchise tag on him. Because the other thing was, what we saw last year with the Steelers, T.J. Watt, who had the defensive MVP caliber year, he was better because of Bud Dupree. Bud Dupree was better because of T.J. Watt. These two need each other. And on a one-year deal, it's pretty reasonable, I think, for a team that didn't have a lot of cap space. Again, in a situation similar to Atlanta, this was the best-case scenario for Pittsburgh. When, when, when we're talking about uh, franchise tags, obviously on a quarterback – Dak getting thirty-one million next year to play for the Cowboys. What kind of money is 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 an outside linebacker like Bud Dupree going to see from the Steelers? He's going to see about fifteen million dollars, and the type of variable you'll see is depending on whether they're designated as a defensive end or an outside linebacker. In this case, Dupree outside linebacker, so he's going to sell around fifteen million. We also saw something similar with uh, Shaquille Bear for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So it's a good amount of money. You know, you're among the highest played, highest paid players at your position. And really, it's a win-win for both sides. So if he was a defensive end, what would he make at that position? Is there a different He'd be amount? looking at $16 million plus. Oh, so it'd be a little bit more money. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, the poor NFL players and their $16 million contracts. Uh, and, and actually, let's talk about that. The CBA was ratified this past weekend, the Collective Bargaining Agreement as they bargain with their union between the players and the NFL. And uh, the, the vote was pretty close. What, it was 60, 60 uh, players voted, uh, 60 more players voted in favor of the deal than uh, opposed it. It was like 1,019 to 959. What do, you, what do you make of that, and has the vote ever been that close in previous uh, years? I've never seen a vote that close. And the other thing to consider, which you had a lot of NFL players, you know, obviously our website, sports, not make sure to check it out. We had a bunch of player reactions to it and reactions were understandably mixed because not only was the vote close with a lot of people feeling like this is a terrible deal. You also had a significant portion of players who didn't cast a vote on this, which when you're talking about your NFL future and something that's going to impact your health, how much you're making, that's an interesting decision to make. So a lot of players got blasted for that. But ultimately, I think, you know, some have said, like Sam Acho, this was a better deal for the many, for players who are maybe not as well known, but, you know, they've been in the NFL for a few years. They're looking for those increases in salaries to go from 
you know, 500,000 to a million or something like that. Just every little bit counts when you're not a star, but you're just a regular player. So I think for those guys that worked out now, you've got plenty of stars who aren't happy about this deal, you know, going to a 17th game by 2021, adding another wild card game. It's going to be more hits for these guys. So they're obviously upset. It's, it is a very polarizing time in the NFL right now in this country. And just, you know, the NFL reflects that. Yeah. I can see that. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's to me, I don't know. Yeah. That it was so close and that, uh, yeah, it's life changing money for a lot of these guys and the, and the perks that they're getting, aren't they getting basically free healthcare for life? Is that right? Is one of the benefits? Yeah, so they'll get, you know, they'll have health care covered. And for the first time, they're going to have a vision coverage, which right. is why Jameis Winston was able to get. Hey, oh, uh, I know where you're going there. <laughs> very nice. Very nice. I love that. But no, I mean, is, is, is that is that correct that they have health care coverage throughout the rest of their lives? Is that right? Yes, there is. And there's difficult language in this deal. You know, uh, Carolina Panther safety, Eric Reed shares some stuff, which, you know, if people want to check out, they can, where there is some complicated language where they do lose some, but they're also, you also will see some of the insurance coverage extended to where if you're a guy in NFL city, you can go to a hospital and get treatment for different things and the cost is covered. So, so I don't think you've still answered my question. So is it healthcare for life with if you get if you make it to the NFL and you play a game, are you covered for life with your health care? So you never have to have any other health care insurance? Yes or no? You are you are not. You have to okay. accrue at least three seasons. Oh, okay. Okay. I see. Okay. Well then but it, but then if you have three seasons, then you are covered for life. Is that right? I believe so, yes. That's a pretty perky yeah. job, man. I can see why people want to play football. I mean, can you imagine going and having, like, well, your first job for all intents and purposes, unless, you know, some of these guys were working fast food or working, you know, in their parents' uh, you know, business or something. Can you imagine uh, having your first job and working there for four years and then having health care coverage for the rest of your life? That's pretty damn good. That's not pretty damn good. That's amazing. That's so so nice. Yeah, that is that is that is beyond comprehension. So I don't know what to make of that. So, all right. When we get back, I, I, not when we get back, we're, we'll always be here. But I, when, next, the next topic I want to talk to you about is is the Vikings in in just one second. What's going on? You have John Wangland, one of the hosts of Wrestling With Reality. Check out our shows this week on Wrestling With Reality. We have some great shows. We have our MMA show. We look at, is Khabib Namagamadov versus George St. Pierre a reality? Why John Jones is such a disgrace to the UFC? We also have on WCW Monday Nitro Watch Along, and we take a look back at Triple H in his 25-year career in the WWE. So check out Wrestling With Reality on all major podcast outlets. Hey everyone, this is Stan Wangler from Just Thinking. Stop on by this week and listen to some of the great podcasts we have lined up for you. Two in particular are really good shows. One is called Are We Driving Ourselves Insane? Well, are we? 
And the next one is called, Have You Been Having a Bad Day? Did You Have a Bad Day? Well, if you did, this is the show for you. And I bet you, when you get done listening, you'll feel a lot better. So join us. Hey, everyone. This is Sharon Waxman. I'm the founder and the editor-in-chief of The Wrap, the premier news source for daily coverage of the entertainment industry. I'm also your host of this new podcast, The Wrap Up show that gives you an insider's look at the top stories in Hollywood. Each week, we'll bring you the latest news on the business of movies, TV, streaming, and tech. So be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, and we'll see you each week on The Wrap-Up. Hey, make sure you um, uh, follow SportsNot at uh, sportsnot.com. That's sports. And then, oh, I just realized on the NFL page, I... We have a new NFL page up on Sportsnot, and I put a header up, uh, and uh, I spelled Sportsnot incorrectly. <laughs> I got to fix that. I spelled it Sportnot. So it's sports as in, hey, let's go play some sports like basketball, football, baseball, soccer, and badminton. Of course, badminton. Who doesn't want to play badminton? Uh, and then not as in like juggernaut, N A U T. Dot com and then of course right. you can follow uh, me on Twitter it's hey TC you can follow Sportsnot on Twitter at Sportsnot and you can follow uh, Matt on Twitter at Matt J underscore Sports and you do know how to spell sports is that it was that right I do yes okay yeah unlike me apparently so I need to actually uh, fix that because I am a, I am a fool but while I'm fixing that I'm going to actually fix that live on the show I want to ask you about the Vikings made a couple of moves today with uh, signing or I guess franchising tank franchising wait let's try this again franchise tagging safety Anthony Harris who became one of the I guess he's it's like Mike Zimmer the head coach of the Vikings is the uh is the cornerback whisperer? Well, not so much with uh, Xavier Rhodes anymore, and the and the safety whisperer with Harrison Ford, not Harrison Ford, Harrison Smith. Woohoo! We it's Monday morning and it's a crazy. Uh, and then obviously Anthony Harris. So uh, kind of a surprise there that they they tagged him, right? A- absolutely. I was, you know, when the day began, I was fully expecting the normal franchise tags. I I never imagined Anthony Harris was going to get franchise tag. Minnesota's another team that's tight cap wise. They did create some room, you know, by releasing Xavier Rhodes. Everson Griffin got out of his deal. Linval Joseph was cut. But still this move, even with the new cap room, was pretty was a pretty big surprise considering the money Harris could potentially get coming off a huge season in that secondary as a playmaker. The question becomes now are the Vikings going to keep him or is he going to be a potential sign and trade guy so they can pick up maybe a second or a third round pick? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, do you think what's his, what's his value? Because he became one of the top safeties in the NFL this year, especially he's got a nose for picking off passes, which is, which is always good. You know, I'd never compare him to Ed Reed because Ed Reed is in a class all to himself, in my opinion, but he became kind of like a, 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 like a mini me version of uh, Ed Reed, right? Right. Yeah. He was, he was a wild, incredible playmaker last year. You know, he had six interceptions. He was, you know, deflecting passes all over the place. He was getting fumble recoveries. He was just a dynamic weapon in that secondary and realistically, we could have been talking about a guy who, you know, he might have gotten at, at the very least 
14 million in free agency. He's going to get less than that on the franchise tag. But you know, I think I think if NFL teams come calling, he will attract interest and perhaps maybe it's a second round pick, maybe it's a third round pick, but I think the Vikings will be able to get something nice for him. And fortunately for Harris, he'll still be able to get paid a nice big lump sum so he can get out and get lots of toilet paper and hand sanitizer. Exactly. You have to go to the black market at this point because I don't know if you're going to find it at Sam's Club or uh, Costco. So do you think the Vikings, though, what what about the idea of the Vikings trading out of um, Harrison Smith rather than Anthony Harris? Yeah, you know, it's... It's interesting because, you know, there's been some discussion that possibly it's not as popular because, you know, people think, oh, he's just, he belongs in Minnesota. The fans would revolt if he's traded. But, you know, we're talking about a guy who is, he's getting up there in age. And if the right offer presented itself, I could see Minnesota pulling the trigger, especially given their need to create cap space. Moving on, Harrison Smith. You know, for all as all the great things he's done for this franchise, as many of the fans love him, this is ultimately a business. And if the right offer comes, I think they would move him. Uh, the Vikings also made a move today by signing Kirk Cousins to a uh, two-year extension so they can trade him to the uh, San Francisco 49ers for Jimmy Garoppolo <laughs> and a pick and then send uh, – Garoppolo to Tampa Bay uh, for a pick and then sign Tom Brady. Yes? No, probably not. Anyways, so um, yeah, Kirk Cousins back in the fold for another two more years in addition to the upcoming season for uh, $33 million. There was a contract restructuring, right? As part of that? Yeah. So what what's that all about? Uh, and I know obviously you said the Vikings made a, a bunch of moves uh, to get rid of uh, Rhodes and Joseph and Everson Griffin's yeah. uh free agent now yeah, so yeah part of this deal uh which is convenient for minnesota because you know there had been talk that they wanted to re-sign kirk cousins anyway find a way to get a deal done so with this move they created 10 million cap space they're able to push it into more fully guaranteed money signing bonuses you know injury guarantees that will take place in later years over those two that two-year period in, under this new deal but most importantly for the vikings they get their quarterback locked in for the next three seasons and that 10 million cap space they can use towards the offensive line they can use towards the defense which are you know they're trying to rework now without Linval joseph without Rhodes. they want to find new young talent and this money will absolutely help that yeah all right we got to talk about the kansas city chiefs because i don't know if you remember they won the super bowl this past year and they franchise tagged um, this was kind of the other obvious franchise tag out there besides Dak Prescott. It was Chris Jones, right? Right. Yeah. So, yeah, what, what's he going to make? Is he a defensive tackle? Am I, no, yeah, he's a defensive tackle, right? Yeah, he's a defensive tackle. Uh, so, you know, he's expected to make around $16, $16.1 million next year. But he's going to make more than that ultimately because really <clears> – <throat> Kansas City's in a tight cap situation, and we know they have to pay Patrick Mahomes. Right. Mahomes is going to get his money probably after the NFL draft. And as much as the Chiefs would love to, they can't keep both Jones for the money he wants and Mahomes. So Mahomes will say he'll get his money, but Chris Jones 
I think we're going to see a sign and trade here. So while he is scheduled to make 16.1 million this season, I think in a few months from now, we can be looking at, you know, I wrote on this for the Miami Dolphins, potentially trade the 26th overall pick for him. It's a win-win for everyone. Jones will get a deal that will probably be around 20 million per season over five years, which is what we saw guys like Frank Clark get. Kansas City gets another first round pick, which they can use to add an offensive tackle or a linebacker. And Miami, they have three first round picks. So, you know, one is easily disposable to get a guy who's really an all pro talent who as much credit as Mahomes get for what he did in the fourth quarter of that Super Bowl comeback. What Chris Jones did to create pressure on San Francisco 49ers, we saw Jimmy G crumble under that pressure, really turned that game around. He's a big reason why that team has a Super Bowl now. And he's going to get paid to reflect that. And he is the perfect player, whether it's Miami, whether it's the Indianapolis Colts, who have two second-round picks. He's a guy that a lot of teams will be calling on. And I expect we'll see him traded this offseason. Nice. All right, last team I want to talk about uh, here today. Then I finally I want to get a prediction, just a wild prediction. Uh, well, some I want you to do some reckless speculation on the one player that will surprise and sign with uh, Team X, and we got to make it a quarterback because quarterbacks are the sexiest out there. So, uh, but first, uh, the the um, the Titans made some moves. They brought back Derrick Henry. Not a surprise. He had a great year. Roll Tide, baby. And then uh, they also uh, signed Ryan Tannehill to this monster contract with what ninety million guaranteed. It was quite a large deal. Quite a large deal. Can, and can you, you know, for where he was a year ago? Wow. Yeah. Can you imagine? Yeah. In the last year, what's transpired for Ryan Tannehill? Obviously, he wasn't worth nothing like he became at the at the end of last year but he ain't worth 90 million dollars which he's at right now i mean he just didn't the tumblers did not fall into place and the safe did not unlock uh fully i mean he was a good quarterback but he's not a 30 million dollar a year quarterback but i guess the quarterback market's gone crazy yeah yeah so the situation in tennessee and i will say i'll give their front office credit the big money that you see with Tannehill is incredible. Total guaranteed, $91 million. Full value of the deal, four years, $118 million. That is a staggering amount. But when you look at how they structured it, he'll only get $17.5 million next year in base salary. The following year, it'll be yeah, $24.5 million. That's far below what you're going to see top quarterbacks get paid. After that, the Titans could have the option with how they work the contract where they can cut him and save a pretty significant chunk of salary. So if things don't work out, it turns out, hey, that was a one-year fluke. They can move on from them. The thing I like about what they did here is they didn't have to use the franchise tag on Ryan Tannehill, so they were able to use it on Derrick Henry. And as we've seen, paying big running backs does not work out. Ezekiel Elliott's deal is going to backfire on the Cowboys. David Johnson's deal already backfired in Arizona. They want to get rid of him. Todd Gurley's deal, the Los Angeles Rams are kicking themselves every day, wishing they never did that. Even Devontae Freeman, who we talked about earlier, the, the Falcons gave him a big deal, and now they cut him a few years later. It's just these contracts aren't working out at the running back position because these guys, it's not sustainable. They fall off after all these carries. And the other issue you have with Derrick Henry for his incredible 
he really carried this team through the playoffs and especially in the second half of the regular season. As incredible as that was, he really just doesn't catch the football. And in an era where the passing game is everything, if I have to take you off the field on passing situations or you being on the field is, is a clear indicator to the defense that we're running the football, you're not as valuable to me as a guy like Alvin Kamara or a guy I can find in the NFL draft. True. However, the NFL runs in cycles. Everything kind of changes. And, and maybe, you know, we've been in a passing league for quite some time now for the last, I guess, maybe two decades, you could say, and especially in the last uh, 10 years. Maybe maybe the time of the running back is going to circle back around and we'll go to the ground and pound type of game uh, that we saw maybe in the, I guess, the, the 80s and the 90s. So, I don't know. I think everything's cyclical. So, there you go. That's my 10 cents. Hey, so I need a reckless uh, prediction. You can do it with a quarterback. I'm going to do it with uh, Tom Brady because he's Tom Brady. I'm saying, I've been saying all along he's going back to the Patriots. That's my... Um, Reckless speculation, of course, when we were on when I was on with Vincent here a couple of weeks ago, we did a little uh, wheel of fortune, and they that said that Tom Brady was going to the Bears, which is still a possibility, still a possibility. Mm-hmm. What's your uh, what's your kind of bold prediction, reckless speculation for a the a big quarterback name going on a team that maybe nobody sees uh, coming here in the next uh, couple of days. I'm going to lay out because, you know, I want to give our audience something even more special than just one. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rapid fire three. All right. Nice. I'm going to say Brady goes to Los Angeles Chargers, makes his wife happy, makes his family happy, makes Los Angeles happy. I'm going to say Jameis Winston goes to the New Orleans Saints. Perfect opportunity for him to learn from Sean Payton for a year. You know, if things don't work out with Taysom Hill, Winston can take over the next year in that system, which would be perfect for him. And I'm going to say that the Chicago Bears trade for Andy Dalton within the next two weeks. Oh, nice. I like that. I like that. Uh, Andy Dalton, not a bad quarterback. I know he gets a rap, but he's been in Cincinnati. Come on. It's a, it's a bad franchise. You know, I, I look at Tom Brady going to Los Angeles as Wayne Gretzky going to the L.A. Kings, you know, some whatever, 20 years ago. I'm great. Granted, Gretzky wasn't past his prime by any means there, and and Tom Brady, come on, he is past his prime, um, but he's but he's still a great quarterback in the big scheme of things when you compare him to everybody else in the NFL. But yeah, I I just uh, I mean it, it's it would be great for the showbiz angle of it, and you know the media attention for Tom Brady, but yeah, I just don't see anything happening there, even though. There are some great players in San Diego uh, that he'd be surrounding himself with. So, but yeah, um, I, I, I can see it, but I, I don't think it's a – I don't know if there's any good fit for Tom Brady anymore just because, yeah, other than the Patriots, which is which is my 10-cent take. All right, Matt, I appreciate it. Let's uh, wrap this show up. NFL Reckless Speculation, you're going to find us every Monday and Thursday, and you're probably going to find us a little more this week because – we're going to be doing some instant uh, reaction podcasts. So if there's a if there's a if there's a big story that comes down like Rivers to the Colts or Brady to the Chargers, boom, we got you covered with either myself and Matt or myself and Vincent Frank or myself and Mister Jesse Reed, who I think uh, this morning was up buying toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, sucker! 
He's gonna kill me for that. How dare you make fun of it? This is a serious situation. Anyway, so anyways, it is a serious situation. But geez, if you can't laugh, then you better just leave the planet right now and head on over to another solar system because I can't take it anymore and I control this world with my thoughts. I'm going crazy today, Matt. I'm going crazy. It's the coronavirus is set in, but it's not having the same effect on me as it is on everybody else. Or well, some people. Well, like 14 people, but whatever how many cases there are. And hopefully it remains very, very low. So all right, you ready to get out of here, buddy boy? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> all right. It's DC, everybody, and I'll see you in the emergency room. Smartphones have made it easier than ever to capture the moments that matter most in our lives. But all too often, those memories end up stuck on our devices or in the cloud. Fracture prints your digital photos directly onto glass, making your favorite moments come alive in vivid color. Hand-assembled in the USA in our solar-powered facility, Fracture glass prints are a unique and beautiful way to display and share your favorite moments. They also make thoughtful gifts. Simply upload your photo at FractureMe.com, select your size, and your glass print will be shipped to you ready to hang with just one screw. Use code POD15 in your cart to get 15% off your order. Focus on moments that matter with Fracture Glass Prints.